every day on the big show. What? Gordon and what? Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on the Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for What's Going On, where we check in with the other shows on the Zone Sports Network. We're at the Dish Professionals, 801-424-DISH, 801-424-DISH. Call them today. Get all the capability to watch all the sports you want all in one place. And, hey, save money at the very same time, 801-424-DISH. All right, Gordon, you ready to dive in? I am. Uh, DJ and PK, let's start with them. Uh, they talked about uh, Allegiant Stadium and uh, what the crowd would look like, uh, they've sold so many tickets already. What would the ratio be they got into it? Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyovkov gleefully tweeted out that the BYU-Arizona game has already sold 57,000 tickets. Who is doing the buying? You think he was happy about tweeting that out after that uh, tiny crowd at the Rose Bowl on, uh, on oh. Saturday afternoon? Like, hey, man, we need, some, we need some good news on the attendance front because that was pretty close to nobody showing up for that game. Yeah, and the Rose Bowl obviously is so huge. It really shows it off. they do those yeah. panoramic shots. It looks even emptier than it really is because, uh, man, that's a great, that was a great place to be last Saturday afternoon if you wanted to practice social distancing. Uh, You're funny you should mention that, PK. I have a friend from uh, my UC Santa Barbara days who is a, uh, was a longtime UCLA season ticket holder, and he moved to New York and took a job there, and he was back there for, I don't know, five or six years, whatever it was, and he just moved back to Los Angeles. And I texted him. I was watching the game, and whenever I watch UCLA, I think of him. He's a huge Bruin honk. And, uh, and I texted him. I said, are you watching this? Are you actually at this game? And he texts back, I'm at the 45-yard line, and we are all by ourselves. <laughs> totally social distanced at the 45-yard line. He also said he's not going. He referred to it as the uh, COVID bowl with LSU. He didn't want any part of that. Well, there'll be a much better crowd. Obviously, UCLA fans will show, and Bruin or uh, LSU fans will, will be. There'll be a lot of purple and gold. You know, I think it was way hot too, and it was. It was an opponent that they were probably going to win, but still, it's the first game of the year. It's like baseball; you could be the crappiest team, and they always seem to sell out when you have your first home game, particularly if it's literally the first game of the season. And then the next night, the tenants drops off. But you would think the first game of the season, and expectations clearly are the highest they've been under Chip Kelly. We'll see how good they are. I think they're going to be decent, and they're going to be tough to beat. Uh, don't know what that's going to translate to the amount of wins, but they're, this is the best team he's had, which naturally should be the case, or else it'll be the last team that he has, <laughs> either way. So, yeah, I, and I was thinking about this. Well, I'm thinking, dude, BYU owns Vegas. And I know Dave McCann has a story about that in the in the uh, Desert News that I was reading this morning and preparing for the show uh, about that. And Dave obviously has the longtime Vegas ties there, having worked there for many years and knows very many people. And we know we had on Mark Anderson last week 
and he is a longtime reporter, sports reporter for the Review Journal, speaking how uh, when we say it, we're homers, but he said it, what, we, what we've been saying for years is that BYU saved the Vegas Bowl from extinction uh, way back when, when they went there, what, was it five times in a row? And we know that to be true. We know that BYU fans flood Vegas when BYU plays, particularly BYU football. I've seen it in BYU basketball over the years, having covered so many WAC and Mountain West basketball tournaments. So you have to think, come on, George. By George, you know darn well. Why are you saying that? Particularly particularly because he worked in Vegas. <laughs> he knows. And so hey, his job his yeah. job is to sell the Pac-12. So if right. there's a Pac-12 team playing in a venue where he wants to put a lot more Pac-12 teams, he's going to oh. sell it. So he's pumped. 57,000 tickets. Now if I had to guess and this is purely a guess, I haven't haven't talked to anyone who would have any knowledge of the numbers, but I was at that the first of those five Vegas Bowls and you were there, well, you may have been at all of them. You were at most there of, them. All of them. You were at all of them. I knew you were most of them. Yeah. Uh, that BYU Cal game, uh, there had to be 25 or 30,000 BYU fans in a crowd of 40. And so, looking at this number, 57, I assume right away BYU is going to have 30,000 fans there. If Arizona has 20, that would be a strong showing. And you got to figure there's 7,000 tickets out to uh, casinos and local Vegas businesses and, you know, all that kind of stuff. There'll be 7,000 rando either business opportunities, call the random college football fans, whatever. There'll be a few of those. Vegas <laughs> Vegas has a different model for selling tickets that most, most towns don't have. So, Well, I think what you'll get, too, is an opportunity for Vegas folks just to see the stadium. Right. Because yeah. they didn't they didn't last uh-huh. year. And they've had some concerts. I understand Guns N' Roses was there uh, last weekend. I know some people from around here, uh, some casual friends of mine went down and uh, participated. And I've seen plenty of people in uh, concerts. <laughs> There's one time. I think it was a Buffett, Jimmy Buffett concert. I don't remember specifically. I've seen several groups there over the years. And the people right next to me uh, were Utah people. And the show's over. The guy says, uh, hey, can I get a picture with you? I said, yeah, I get a little sheepish on that, thinking, why the heck would you want a picture of me? But nevertheless. Because you're Patrick Kinney and you're PK, baby. uh, (laughs) It doesn't resonate with me. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) But uh, so we take the picture, and his wife took the picture of me, of the three of us, my wife and the other guy. And then afterward, my wife says, boy, that was really stupid. He probably wanted his wife in the picture. Why didn't I take the picture? And I think, because she, you know, when I did Channel 2, she came down a couple of times and we tried to pan the camera toward her. No, she, she was having she none of stop, that. stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> and so we laughed about that on the whole way. Uh, we usually stay in St. George and we go to those concerts uh, to be closer to home, if they're, particularly if they're a Saturday night. And we laughed about it the whole way. I mean, that was so stupid of me. So the point being, there's a number of people that go down Vegas for a number of different reasons, whether it be gambling, whether it be shows, uh, trade shows, sporting events, whatever it is, golf. Uh, the list goes on and on as to why Utah people are heading down to Vegas. So I'm thinking Kliakov sounds like he's bragging about the Pac-12, but he ought to know that I There's think it's going to be lot. two to one. Okay, yeah, I had three to two. I had, I had sixty percent. You're going sixty-seven percent. All right, that was DJ and PK talking about all those tickets sold. Um, that 
I thought the same thing when I saw that Klyavkov was kind of uh, crowing about that, and I get it. You know, we all take the wins that we can get, but it's not a, that's not Arizona fans going to Vegas. So, uh, so we have a situation in the Pac-12 where the Pac-12 doesn't want BYU to be a, a member of the club, but it does. Its teams do want to play the Cougars, and now the commissioner is bragging about uh, the attendance leaning heavily on BYU. So, yes, I, I, I'm actually kind of glad you, you took the, the, the discussion that direction because I honestly think, and this has nothing to do with Utah, by the way, but the Pac-12 issues with BYU have nothing to do with the folks in athletics or athletics or the teams. It has to do with higher up than that. Yes. I don't think George Klyavkov, I'm sure he thinks highly of BYU. I mean, he was down there in Vegas for so long. I'm sure he would... I don't know how much you consider BYU to be a, you know what I mean? Like uh, the, the bias against BYU in the PAC 12 comes from the universities themselves yes, from the higher, not the athletic departments. Right. I, I can't remember if it's PK or maybe it's you Gordon who tells the anecdote about how they talked to athletic directors in well, the nineties. Was, was it you who yeah, said was, they, they love BYU? It was, or, it was in the eighties and the late nineties. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. I mean, that. not late 90s, early 90s. Yeah. I'm sure the athletic departments themselves love playing BYU. Yeah. Absolutely. Of course, they're going to sell they're going to put extra butts in the seats. Well, they're talking about the Rose Bowl is no joke. That's a that's a giant stadium. They got to figure out ways to get uh, to get fans in that, you know, that big stadium any way that they can. Uh, I think he's afraid of of those kinds of empty stadiums because of what it uh, may be a harbinger of moving forward, you know, and he's trying to stir up the whole idea that hey man it's football season look well, look what's happening with yeah. arizona down there that's honestly one of the biggest battles the league faces right is that people don't care or at least so don't that, care don't, like they do in other that, parts of a, the country that's a very interesting question and we've never i've never really been able to figure out the true answer to that people say oh there's so much else to do you know is that really is that really it or is it the teams have not been that great? Or that they don't command the national stage much anymore? Or or something else? I don't know. What's your guess? It's probably a mixture of, of those. I mean, I, I, I don't know exactly, but it is an issue. I mean, compared to the SEC, the care factor for the Pac-12 is low. It's, there's a reason that all the, the Pac-12 media types just marvel at Utah and how they're able to fill their stadium every week. And they're why Chris Hill was getting the, the uh, advice, why would you expand your stadium? You sell it out every week. Look at us. We're sitting here in these stadiums that are – you know, 50%, 60% full. Well, that's I mean, the very reason they would expand their stadium, because they fill it all the time. But the the point was is that if you expand it so much, you're not going to, and there's value to being the hot ticket in town. Well, but they didn't. They really didn't expand it by that much. They, exactly. They didn't. I think yeah. they did that on purpose. I don't think they want to go to a 70,000-seat stadium because then all of a sudden you're, you're begging to sell tickets instead of having 99% renewal road you rates mean, or whatever mean, they uh, are. not underscoring the fact that you've got a lot of stadiums by substantiating that like Cal did. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> what a disaster. But but that's the point. When you have the buzz, when you have the vibe, you've got to do what you can to hold on to that because there are schools in the Pac-12 that are chasing that big time and schools that's, that shouldn't have to be chasing that. The only schools that aren't are Utah, 
Oregon, and maybe Washington. Yeah, Washington's got that nice stadium up there. Right, but remember the Jake Locker years? They weren't exactly packing it full. <laughs> well, I mean, but, we, that's what happens when you win one game. So throw Washington in there maybe, but that's, that's you know, a quarter of the league that has any juice. You know, you've been to games at Cal. I've been to a game at Cal. Nobody cares. So, at Stanford, so, nobody cares. Arizona State, care. nobody cares. Arizona, they nobody cares. This is why I think that argument about so much, uh, so many other things to do, I'm not sure that really holds water because, man, they used to fill these stadiums. But used to. I mean, things have, have changed. What? What? There, is there a ton more to do now in those particular well, re- that I particular mean, region? The, I mean, you've got to be good. You've got to draw people in. With a great product. But those those cities have never been bigger. I mean, I think diversified populations might have something to do with it. I mean, yeah, there's more people that live in L.A. and Sacramento, or Sacramento, San Francisco than ever have before. But are they sports fans or football fans? I mean, is, is are these schools cranking out football fans with their graduates and their alum and all that base stuff that you need to have, you know, a, a program with momentum? The whole idea, Jake, that uh... – well, we don't fill our stadium because there are so many wonderful things to do here. That sounds like that sounds like just someone's just brushing over it. But it's not just going to the game. It's nobody watches them on TV either. Here, I'll give you a funny example from my personal life. All right, of, of like uh, uh, our friends uh, came and visited who uh, from Minnesota. They they the Minneapolis. They live in that area or whatever, and they're here. It was last late. It was last fall, obviously. And uh, he, they were we were hanging out with him on a Sunday. And he he I overhear him talking to uh, the husband, talking to the wife. And he's like, hey, we've got we've got a half an hour. And she goes, well, we're having a good time. He goes, hey, we got a half an hour. And she, she goes, well, you know, the, the, the Vikings are probably going to lose. You know, I can't remember who they were playing. She's like, do we really have to? And he looked at her and he said, are we fans or not? And what did they do? They went and watched the Vikings game. That's the juice I'm talking about. It doesn't exist with cow football. There's somebody who is like, okay, we've got to drop our vacation in the middle of swimming with the kids to go watch the game because are we fans or not? There's no, there's not that juice. You know, Tennessee could lose every game, but people are going to be lined. A hundred thousand fans are going to be lining up to fit into that stadium no matter what. Okay, that's a, that's a tough standard to measure up against. But I, I want to go back to what you said about the teams that have that juice in the Pac-12. Uh, you said Oregon. Utah and Washington? Was that it? That's all I would say is it. Who else would you put in that category? One of the things that's difficult is the fact that the Rose Bowl and the Coliseum are huge. And I think Stanford Stadium is huge, too, isn't it? The farm? They they had a a Super Bowl there, I think, one year. so, I, but I mean, it's not about butts they, in the they, seats. They, it's about TV too. It's well, about it. nobody wants it. to watch them. But there can be a lot of Bruins fans in the stands at the Rose Bowl. But it just uh, like PK said, it didn't. It doesn't look like it because it's such a big venue. So that's the excuse. I I don't know. I, that's I, the excuse. So so people actually do care well, about UCLA football, but the stadium's too big. Well, I mean, it's kind of tricky too because the metropolitan area is so large. That you would expect it to be able to draw more, but if if these teams all had Rice Eccles as their home stadium, they'd be sold out every week too. Would they? Well, USC and UCLA would. I don't think. I don't UCLA know about would. Stanford. Yeah, they do. I've been to the. I've seen. I covered Utah playing at UCLA when they had Brett 
what was in Brett Hundley, and UCLA was really, really good. And that stadium was. Yes, it was. It, I, they had more people in that stadium than Rice Eccles can hold. Maybe. They did. For maybe. Sure. For sure. No, I, for sure. I covered those games, too. I saw the crowd. It just looks smaller because it's such a big venue. That's such a which terrible goes back excuse. To your, which goes back to your original point. That is, uh, be careful how much you expand because you want to make You want to be the hot it. ticket. Yeah. But I don't think that the lack of enthusiasm for UCLA football is because their stadium is too big. Uh, I'll give you another example. No, but it, that's what gives it that appearance. Well, I, here was one of the, the hot takes that I had right at the beginning of, of the Pac-12. When the Pac-12 net, network was trying to get on DirecTV and the Pac-12 had reserved Cal and USC as a game that they – because they can hold back uh, level A games. They have like two a year that they can air. And I thought, oh, there is no way – that that uh, Directv Directv is going to cave because they've got to air these games. They've got it's Los Angeles and San Francisco. They've got to have the programming because there's so many people in these markets. And I was totally wrong, and I've been wrong for a decade. And you know why? Because nobody cares. There's <laughs> not pressure to put the games on in those markets because they don't care. Well, that is a bit of a problem. It's a it's an issue with the Pac-12. It Did, didn't the Pac-12? Did Larry Scott want to make some deal so that people in China could watch uh, Pac-12 games? I tell you what, and he wanted to bribe a reporter of the L.A. Times to tell everybody <laughs> everything was fine. I mean, that guy was just a bozo, just a complete bozo. <laughs> I, tr- try investing in your programs to try and generate the juice. I if I'm George Klyavkov, uh, I, I that that is the, the biggest mystery that I'm trying to unfold. And, and clear up. Why Why is the passion more scarce here? I don't know if that's easily fixable. I mean, I, I think you make a point about how good they are. I mean, I think that certainly has something to do with it. But, I mean, I don't think I don't think that's the whole story. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I, I am absolutely clueless on that one. And uh, I would if any of our listeners have have an idea about why that is. uh should we do, uh, you know, the 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 uh, aud- the audio thing that they can call in on? I I, I don't know the answer to the sounds question. of various clips. No. Uh, oh no no. You know the fifteen minute recording thing. What's fifteen, 15 minutes. minutes. Fifteen Ooh. second thing. What's it called? What we call that? If you missed yesterday's uh, sounds uh, uh, of various uh, clips, then you won't know exactly what we're talking about right now. But that is definitely appointment radio, isn't it? So, like I said, what do we call it? It's been a while. It's been it around for been. a little while. I know, but I I, I can't remember. The open mic feature. The open mic feature. Yeah. On the Zone Sports yeah, I, I, we should do You that. each if, get 15 minutes. 15 minutes to give us a dissertation. Not a second more. <laughs> I would like to hear a speech, actually. Uh, no, 15 seconds. Explain to us why Pac-12 schools, on the whole, do not uh, generate that kind of passion. I don't know. Uh, and I've heard the, the, the cliche answers. Oh, there's so much to do. Nah, that ain't it. It runs deeper than that. I think it runs deeper than that. That's always a convenient excuse, just like the stadiums are too big. There really are zillions of UCLA fans. It's just, you know, it's a really big stadium. Well, and the Rose Bowl is like 45 minutes from campus. Because Tennessee has a really big stadium. And Ohio State has a really big stadium. And Michigan has a really big stadium. 
And yeah, LSU though, has a really big stadium. I was going to say they're all teams, full. I, mean, I was going to say those teams has have all really been good, stadium. but uh, Tennessee hasn't exactly been good. Either is Michigan. Either is Arkansas. And there's stuff to do in Tennessee. You know, you got the Grand Ole yeah. Opry there. You got the, all kinds of musical entertainment there. There's stuff. I know that's Nashville, not Knoxville, but people come from all over. Well, the, the state. other big thing to do in Tennessee is uh, is drink, and naturally <laughs> that goes hand in hand with football. So really, it. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Well, oh, they don't drink on the West Coast? Well, they're not famous for their Tennessee whiskey like Tennessee is. You know, it's kind of a big thing there. Or have you not heard of Mr. John Daniels? Uh, I have uh, I don't think I've ever been to Tennessee. It's one of the few states I've never been to. I'll tell you what, Nashville, it was one of the funnest cities I've ever been in. Yeah? Absolute blast. Had lunch with uh, one Michael Anastasi the other day. And you did? Yeah. He was in town? He was your in old town, editor? And he's now stationed in Tennessee. He runs uh, all kinds of papers back there uh, on the, in the southeast. And uh, he, he said his family really enjoys it. Uh, let's see here, by the way. Utah Man 84 tweets into the show. 2009 average attendance. UCLA 43,848. Utah 46,533. When was that? 2019. Okay, so this was okay. How about the other years? Well, in 2020, the the answer no, was zero. How about 2018? I'm just reading a tweet. Well, well I know that's what be, you're going to do. No, you're that, that could, be, that could be a selective uh, kind of. Okay, we'll find the one year where that's the way it was. Okay, so I mean, even the even when the, they say that the the Rice Eccles is sold out, I see a lot of empty seats. Do you? I see some. You know, those real faded pink seats that blend everything in to make you think they're... Uh, I just saw something in the Tribune. They said that they're uh, blowtorching those or something. To they're make painting them, them, I believe. painting them. Anyway. Well, I'm sorry, so, so sorry anyway, to come so, at okay, your beloved no, no. UCLA Bruins. Even, even in that year... No, I don't care about the Bruins, but even that year, it, was, it wasn't that much of a difference. Then why are you making all these excuses for the Bruins? Nobody cares. I lived in California. The 405's a mother. <laughs> All I said was that the stadiums are bigger, so it makes it look like there's less interest. However, if you factor in the size of the metropolitan areas, then that that substantiates what we were saying, that uh, there is percentage-wise a lack of passion. Which is an issue. Yeah. And an issue that faces the Pac-12 more than other schools. If somebody or, else uh, 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 conferences. If somebody else wants to do the open mic and tell us what the other years or compare the Utes to UCLA, I'd be interested in knowing. Uh, one, one year, PK uh, and I were down. Oh, I, maybe it was. No, no, I don't think PK was at that one. But uh, my wife went with me, and I was covering the game at the Rose Bowl because she likes to come down there because that's. You know, her high school graduation was in the Rose Bowl. She grew up in Pasadena. So she went with me, and I was leaving her abandoned with a seat. Uh, she was looking for a seat to, to get, and we knew that wouldn't be a problem <laughs> to get a seat. And some guy walked up to her, this grizzled uh, UCLA fan, and said, Hey, honey, you can come sit with me. So... She she actually took him up on it. She went and sat with him, but she bailed after the first quarter and went and found her own seat. Did she? Mm-hmm. But he looked like a passionate UCLA fan. <laughs> a little too passionate for my uh, liking. 
There were probably plenty of open seats she had to choose from. Surprised that uh, she said yes. Well, I mean, she probably could have just said, "No, that's cool. I'm going to go sit over there." <laughs> well, that's what she did. She just yeah, didn't three tell seats that. down because there's thousands of empty ones to choose from. Well, because it's a really there'd be empty seats if the Utes played in the Rose Bowl too. A lot of them. A lot of them. Just because they're from L.A., this is what you're doing? No, I'm just trying to just point because, something out. Just because they're from L.A.? I'm just trying to point something out. That's all. I mean, I, You know, Utah I, I, has I, a big old list of people waiting on season tickets. Does UCLA have that? They would not sell out the Rose Bowl. Far from it, Jake. That's my point. I, I'm, not, I'm not diminishing the interest here in the Utah football program, but you're measuring against a, a fairly impossible standard. Give us a go, Bruins. <laughs> Go Bruins. There you go. It, you know, when Utah and BYU play home games and, uh, you know, you're talking about 100,000 people going to a, into a football game on a particular day, what percentage of our overall population do you think that is? Well, I, that, that, is that is impressive. But if, so you, if, when, you, if you combine UCLA with USC. Uh-huh. And it's still know, just. Not a, to mention, you know, uh, Cal State uh, Northridge. Really? And, uh, really? And really? You are, you are stretching. Why? I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm just trying. You can't even concede that nobody cares I about you. I'm, like I'm, I'm just trying to point out to you that your measure may not be completely uh, correct. That's all. It is. Well, percentage-wise, it is for sure. Because last time I checked, L.A., the metropolitan area, was pretty Oh, you don't say. Populous, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the vast, vast, vast majority of that populace couldn't give, couldn't give two rips apparently, about apparently not, but you know, I mean, I know it's, it's a populated area because I've been stuck on the 405. I've been stuck on the 134, the 101. Everything from California is automatically overrated. On the Santa Monica and the Pasadena. I've been stuck on all the, the 210. I've been stuck on all those 57. The 605. California. All those. You've been to California? It's uh, very crowded at times. Frustratingly so. I had no idea. L-A-K-E-R-S. You get my point. I just don't agree with it. Well, what are you arguing with me? (laughs) I'm telling you I agree with you. I'm just saying consider some other things that you're not paying any attention. 801-424-DISH is the number to call. Uh, college football is here, NFL football for that matter as well. Our friend Ryan jumping on with us once again from here at the Dish Professionals. So let's talk about the um, sports viewing uh, experience specifically. And there are a number of different things that, that we can go to. But let's talk about the Game Finder app specifically because that's something I use every week. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a neat little feature. Just uh, you know, the cool thing is you can be watching TV, and when you push the game finder, it kind of just open opens up across the bottom. But uh, yeah, it'll show you all the games that are currently on, what the scores are. You can search by uh, particular sports if you want to look at college football only. It'll show you you know what times and what channels set recordings from there. Um, just a neat little interactive. Uh, app that allows you to you know easily find the games i mean obviously you can just pick up the voice remote too is another option and works really good for you know you say utah football and and uh it'll just pull it right up 
I like it because it helps you follow. Like, you know, I'm a Virginia Tech fan, but I like to watch ACC yeah. games and those things too. And it, sometimes it's difficult to find out exactly what is where, when. And, and you mentioned the recording feature. It's extraordinarily useful because it just puts it all in one place for you. Yeah, I mean, you could really go to town. If you're a if you're a, hey, I want to get all the games and I want to record this game, this game, this game. With the 16 tuners that the Hopper offers, it's almost ludicrous that they went that high. But I think that their idea is to absolutely eliminate the possibility of recording conflicts. And, uh, you know, it, it's just one of the many things that Dish has gone above and beyond. And it, it's a better system. It's faster. It's easier to use. And it costs less. Which is a big one because people wouldn't think that, and it does. Yeah. You can save that money and have a much, much better experience. Yeah, we see, we see really, it, it, I mentioned it, you know, 40, 60 bucks a month is kind of the average. And I think a lot of people don't really put that in, in to uh, context of like, hey, that's over two years. That's a lot of money. And then you put in your current provider. You, it's a, one thing that's mandatory. It's, it's a, what's the death and taxes, right? That's something that's always going to happen. And your TV bill is going to go up. That's just something that's going to happen. And so if you have a um, – and it isn't necessarily TV providers, but it's the content providers. They want more money, so ultimately you end up paying more. And uh, with a two-year price guarantee, that gets even bigger because your other provider would – your old provider would – go up in price and so your savings is even more and now you're 70 dollars a month or 80 dollars a month your savings by making the switch and uh it's such a good opportunity to do that right now well now maybe some folks out there uh, have been listening to you over the last couple months thinking oh that sounds pretty good well now is the time because the promotion has never been better and it's because frankly we're here <laughs> yeah now is the time and we always like to do something nice when you're here and uh, uh you know we talk about this earlier breaks but thousand dollar giveaway this is a thousand dollars in true advertising money we're gonna i'll write a check uh, i've done this a couple times uh so far and it's it's worked out quite well and uh some customers have uh willed it and they've said i willed it it was gonna happen <laughs> so uh it's a the odds are really good you get a thousand chance to win a thousand dollars but if you call in today and today only this is not good for tomorrow um you get a hundred dollars cash back plus you get the two-year promotion which includes the two-year price guarantee, get the movie channels. We'll throw in the Google Nest Wi-Fi router on top of even that. And uh, then also Dish has the um, uh, NFL Red Zone free for the season, too, when you sign up. 801-424-DISH. The time is now 801-424-DISH. Thank you very much, Ryan. Thanks, buddy. All right, more next, 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's your Cougars at 30 update. Here is Uriah Leateau, uh talking about the defensive line entering the season with a chip on their shoulder. We're excited to show people what we got, man. It's going to be dope. <laughs> no, I'm excited. Our, our defensive line is super excited. You know, we're not, we're not, we're not like, you know, Amish people. We, we read the internet and stuff sometimes. Our D-line gets really insulted by some of this stuff, bro. Like, I think all of us are just itching to get at it, bro. And so, um, we're ready. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, this Cougar 30 update brought to you by SNS Roofing. 
uh, your locally owned roof repair experts for a free quote. And for all of your roofing needs, call SNS Roofing. If any of our listeners have have an idea about why that is, uh, should we do, uh, you know, uh, the the uh, audio thing that they can call in on? Well, Mr. Austin Horton, apparently you are not playing my gems for Gordon to be entertained by. Otherwise, he would know that it was the open mic. But it's probably a good idea. Very nice. It's the big show. Gordon Motz and Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live at the Dish Professionals. Call them 801-424-DISH. Get hooked up. Get an extra 100 bucks just for signing up during the show. Entered to win $1,000, the drawing going down this week. Uh, but you've uh, got to watch sports the right way with Dish from the Dish Professionals, 801-424-DISH. Gordon, you've got uh, a little something for us over there. Yeah, I thought you'd get a kick out of this, Jake, and it's something that we've kept our eye on a little bit, but uh, more info coming out now. Ben Simmons, everyone's favorite NBA player around here, stormed into a meeting with the 76ers uh, in L.A. last week, probably took the uh, Santa Monica Freeway to get there. Stop it. Simmons told uh, uh, co-managing partner Josh Harris, president of basketball ops Daryl Morley, general manager Elton Brand, and coach Doc Rivers that he no longer wants to remain a 76er. And not only that, but he told them he has no plans to show up for training camp. (gasps) Although he does, I imagine plan on cashing the checks that come his way well not if he doesn't show up for training camp you think they'll uh suspend him or whatever well yeah i mean i'm sure that's built will into they, the collective bargaining agreement they, i don't think it's a decision they'll have actually will they suspend him or will they trade him i mean is this going to turn into one of those or is it going to be what we usually see where the player wins out and gets shipped somewhere else there, there's no winning out here. If I if I were Philadelphia, I'd look right at Ben and say, what do you think we've been trying to do? If we <laughs> no could one, find anybody no that would actually want you to play for their team, well, then we would have moved you by now. The uh, Well, I mean, it was obvious that they didn't want him on the court after his uh, showing uh, in the playoffs where he – when a guy get, uh, decides not to shoot a layup, you know that his offensive – Shooting confidence is really quite this, low. This gets back to kind of our Baker Mayfield conversation, right? Like, if, if you're going to pull these types of moves, you were, we were talking about a different type of move. You're going to, if you're going to do something, you better be worth it, right? So if you're going to storm into the front office and try to pull a big boy star move, trade demand, blah, blah, blah. Do it on a high note? (laughs) No, it's just it'd be one thing for Carmelo Anthony to do that with the Nuggets. And actually, it's interesting because Carmelo has come out recently saying he never did that with with the Nuggets. But it'd be one thing if you were a, you know, I don't know, I guess Ben Simmons is a perennial all-star somehow. But, I mean, is he going to be – Doc Rivers said it himself, and that's part of what Ben's been out of shape about apparently uh, as well as that Doc threw him under the bus. But Doc Rivers is right. If you're – are you a – is he a point guard on a championship team? Heck no. You don't have to guard him. 
So, so uh, I mean, honestly, I'm sure Philly has done everything they possibly can to trade him outside of taking a deal that is so one-sided that it would almost be worth it just to Rajah Bellum. But I, but I wonder if that's going to be the case no matter what, that they're, you're, you're gaining by, you know, it's a plus via minus. Because it could be a problem. Well, then the just sit team. him. That's what I'd consider. I'd say, oh, you don't want to show up to training camp? Well, good, because we don't want you but here. if you do that, you still got to pay him. You don't. Well, I guess. Yeah, I guess you if you prevented him from showing up, like if you actually did Rajah Bell him, yes. Well, if you're not using him, I mean, you're you're paying him for nothing. But uh, but it, if he doesn't ugly, show for training camp, you don't have to. Yeah, it's an ugly situation there. And it's interesting. I understand that the Sixers flopped against Atlanta in the second round of the playoffs. But the Jazz kind of flopped against the Clippers in the playoffs. And there's always this comparison between Ben Simmons and Donovan Mitchell. And and I, I don't think people are could be any higher on Mitchell. Uh, and, and Ben is definitely down in the dumps now. So, so what point? Are, what what you point are you making by that what, comparison, though? I don't get what because you're alluding because to. the comparison is always right. There. Well, are you saying that Donovan that, Mitchell is is highly thought of and favored here, and uh, and Ben Simmons is kind of on the outs in in uh, Philadelphia? So you know, since I'm comparing those two players, since everybody, but are does, you saying that that Donovan should be out in the outs with Utah? That you, the the Jazz don't have high enough standards? No, I'm just saying that they they both of those teams suffered a similar fate. But everyone's high on Mitchell and everyone's down on Simmons. So it's that's interesting to me. And why do you think that is? Um because Donovan isn't so limited and he doesn't I imagine that's it. He can shoot the ball. But remember when Ben Simmons came into the league uh, we had guys, uh, guys on our show who we respect saying how great Ben Simmons was and that some of them said he was better than Donovan Mitchell. Well, and they were wrong then and they're wrong now. Yeah, exactly. I, I think what you said right there is the answer. I think Donovan Mitchell is a lot better player than Ben Simmons, and they both bat out of the playoffs for different reasons. But you, Donovan Mitchell, you never see him pass up that layup. That That says more about the lack of shooting threes. I, I mean, the... The lack of attempts is alarming because that means he doesn't have the stones to shoot them. But if you don't take a wide-open layup in the playoffs because you're scared of it, then Your Don, Donovan, ruptured. Donovan Rup- Mitchell is never doing anything right. like that. But you saw what Ben Simmons did against the Jazz in that one game when he went off for the oh, zillion please. points. And they well, lost. Uh, that, that, and they lost. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. We're talking about his confidence and his willingness to shoot the ball. And he didn't really shoot it in that game either. Shot he did. A, a zillion layups. He wasn't okay, banging down he threes. Don't. He didn't take the layup we were talking about. So he found a way to score the ball. In it's, one it's, game, one regular season game. Jake, he's a good he's a good player. I mean, he he's limited offensively as far as a shot goes. I get that. But he's a better player than than what he was thinking of himself, apparently, in the playoff situation. And he plays better defense than, than Donovan does. I'm not trying to pick on Mitchell here. It's just that everybody uses those two to measure one against how good they're doing, how well they're doing. But I find it curious that Ben Simmons, who is a rather arrogant individual, and a lot of really star NBA players are that way, but he he's just got a sort of weird attitude to me. And... I wonder if that's hurting him as well in this situation. 
you know, when when uh, the trade talk first came out about him, the ja- the Jazz were actually one of the favorites, uh, according to the Wizard in Las Vegas, to acquire him. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, gamblers are dumb. I don't think the Jazz were ever going to to get Ben Simmons. I don't think that that was ever going to be in the cards. But well, I I don't um, know. I don't. I have no way of knowing that. But uh, he's his fortunes sure have, sure have crumbled underneath. Him. He's a flawed player who you can't build around. Well, he can pass and play defense, and he can typically shoot from five feet and in. Yeah, I mean, do you want him to be a cornerstone? I think I think Donovan Mitchell is the type of player you can build around. I don't think Ben Simmons is. Well, he's got the major flaw. He can't shoot. That's... Yeah, the, the other teams don't have to guard him. And they can foul him in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that which, was an issue too, wasn't which it? Which makes him unplayable in the fourth quarter. And if you can't play a pillar of your of your team in the fourth quarter, then maybe that shouldn't be a pillar. Well, I wonder what the Sixers will have to settle for in a trade that that will be really interesting because i there's no way they're going to get what what ben simmons was thought to be a year ago no even with the shortcoming i just hope i hope 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 it's to either minnesota or sacramento but why would he (laughs) that's a good point but why would he say i'm not coming to training camp just to further Stick it to the Sixers because he make- thinks he's better than he is. The, the 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 word you were looking for, Gordon, when you were trying to sum up his attitude is entitlement. And you know what would bug me <laughs> if I were an NBA general manager? Why haven't you gotten any better? It's one thing to come into the league a flawed player. It's one thing to stay a flawed player. And hey, maybe you can't overcome it all. You know, maybe you're going to have those flaws. You know, Rudy Gobert is certainly that has flaws currently in his game and had flaws when he entered the league. Rudy's gotten a lot better every single year and has worked on those flaws specifically every single year. Do you think I would ask hasn't why, worked on it? Or no, do you think he I just don't. can't do it? Oh, come on. Can't do it. You can't get better. I'm talking about shooting. I don't think he's worked on it. I don't know. I'm not there with him. I mean, we see these grainy videos once in a while of him <laughs> actually making a shot and everybody freaks out. But where I see Ben Simmons during the offseason is at a tennis tournament. Why hasn't he gotten any better? Why hasn't he gotten any better to the point where he can at least shoot it, like attempt it? Giannis couldn't shoot a lick when he got into the league. He's taking – we should go look at it. He's taking at least three or four threes a game, and he it's did, gotten a lot a, better. He did have a stretch there where he's missing his free throws. Okay, but can you argue that he hasn't? his shot hasn't improved since he got in the league? No, you can't. Jason Kidd couldn't shoot a lick when he got in the league. He left the league as one of the better shooters. Really? I mean, I thought he was solid, but not one of the better ones. I'll look this up during the break. We're way over. We'll get to the Not Sports Board coming up next. Stay tuned. Live from the Dish Professionals, 801-424-DISH. Give him a call today. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. The Cougars hit the road for their season opener in Las Vegas to square off against Arizona. Catch the Cougar pregame show Saturday at 7.30, followed by the postgame show immediately after the game. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 
Jake here to tell you about my friends at Zero Res. And yes, we all love our pets, but Zero Res gets asked a lot how to get rid of those pet smells and stains. Uh, it, traditional carpet cleaners often address the carpet surface, but trying to clean visible animal waste, leaving behind a much bigger problem underneath the carpet, Zero Res will actually solve the pet smell problem. Whether it's just on the surface or in that unfortunate accident that seeped down into the padding, the Zero Res pet treatment process is designed to remove the odors, not just cover them up. So whether it's a small accident or a big one, Zero Res carpet cleaning can take care of those stains and odors and not leave behind any dirt-attracting residues. So schedule your carpet cleaning with Zero Res today. you got to do it today. Uh, this is the last day for this incredible deal. You'll pay just $33 per room, and they're going to throw in a fourth room for free, plus $50 off any pet treatment. So call them, 801-288-ZERO. That's 801-288-9376, or you can go online, zeroresaltlake.com, or up north, zeroresdavisweber.com. That's Zero Res. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Utes at 50 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Utes at 50 update here on the Zone Sports Network. Here is Britton Covey saying he's confident in this team to start the season. I feel like going into game week, we picked it up a whole nother level. We were talking in the locker room, and the practice-to-game ratio, you realize, in football is just totally outrageous. You practice like 99% of the time, dating back from winter to spring to summer, only to play a two-hour game, right? And so I think that going into game week, it just amped everybody up. It's like finally it's here, and everybody started to really understand what it's all about and pick it up, and it's really cool to see. I mean, I'm not sure how many freshmen we have, 60-plus on this team, just to to show them what it's like going into game week it's different it's a different feel like there's more mental focus than the whole rest of the year this youtube 50 update brought to you by the warehouse join us the big show for football friday at the warehouse 1825 south 300 west in salt lake prices so low it'll blow your mind it's the warehouse Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Who brought the sauce? I brought the sauce. Who made the sauce? I made the sauce. Who got the sauce? I got the sauce. What's in the sauce? I am the sauce. Okay. Don't tell me you've tasted anything like this. More ketchup songs. I like it. It's time for the not sports report here on the big show, live from the Dish Professionals. Brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online, LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Why is cats up a thing? I still haven't figured that out. Mr. Know-It-All, do you do you know Austin? Why, what's, why is ketchup called cats up by some folks? Uh, it was a trademark thing back in the day. Carry on. Serious? Yeah. I don't believe him. I believe him. That yeah. sounds exactly what I just what made that up. So. All right, uh, Jake. This uh, this hurricane that hit uh, hit in the, made the landfall on uh, Sunday. Uh, the stories coming out of that are concerning, and I warn you because this story does not have a particularly happy ending. So we're getting grim today. That's nice. But uh, you know, those floodwaters have come forward in the neighborhoods and stuff, and some uh, someone filmed a dolphin swimming through their neighborhood. A dolphin. I saw that. That's crazy. Swimming through their neighborhood. 
Well, that's sort of the fun side of it. The unfun side of it was the case of a 71-year-old man who was uh, wading, well, he's walking through flood, floodwaters <laughs> on Monday, and uh, he was attacked by an alligator. Why are you laughing? Yeah, I'm why not laughing. are you laughing? I'm not you laughing. did laugh. No, you no, did no, laugh. No, you, what I'm are you, a Jedi? Laughing. You can't wave your hand and say I'm not laughing no, while no, laughing. No, no. No, no, I'm laughing at you. I'm not laughing at this. You this totally is, laughed this, at it. No, I wasn't laughing at the story. I was laughing at your reaction. So you're you. So I laugh at people getting hit in the beans, and you think I'm a terrible person. A guy gets eaten by an alligator, and you can't even keep it together. Well, no, that's because I was laughing about that's you. That's not true. Yes, it is. No, stop I it. I know. I'm saying the 71 year old man. Are you kidding? Just walking through uh, the water, and all of a sudden, a gator gets him. There's all kinds of wildlife out there, you know, swimming around in the wa- in the floodwaters. And so what happened was that the the man was walking through and uh, an alligator got him like I said, and his wife saw it. And so she jumped into a small boat, paddled out to him, rescued him, pulled him back to uh the I guess the the porch of the house. And uh, she uh, she went uh, she went to get help. She left him there and left <laughs> and went to get help. And when she came back, he was gone. Gone like how? Like no, no longer with us? No longer there? Or he had just left? So, so here's my here's my question: Did she haul him back to the house and just leave him out there? And then the gator came back to finish him off. The, the police don't know. They're, they're confused by this. Uh, yeah, he was, just, he was just gone. And they used uh, high water vehicles, flat boats to try and find the man. Tragedy that this is. And uh, to quote the uh, sheriff's office, all attempts have been futile. What are we doing anymore with this? I don't segment? know. I really don't. Last week Nothing. was here's how you kill your dog for three days. And now it's laughing over a man's demise at the mouth of an alligator in a hurricane. Tragic. This segment, I agree. I agree. We're here, the dish professional. Well, and then there's one more, gone. Yes. There's one more yes. gone, but not forgotten. And... No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, now we got to play the whole thing. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, just play part of that. Well, and then there's one more, the, gone, yes, one more gone, yes. but not forgotten, and that's uh, our sweet Daisy or our sweet Lucy. Lucy. Uh, at the age of 12, she was run over. Oh, yes. in our driveway. Oh, oh, like that? Was she run over like that? <laughs> that is so brutal. Now that's funny. <laughs> that is, that is, that's that's like, bad. Like that. Oh, we're live here at the Dish Professionals, 801-424-DISH. Here's my like point. That? If, if you're going to save someone from a, an alligator attack in flood water, then don't leave him on the edge of the shore, as it were. Get him into, you know, get him inside if you possibly can. She said that the wounds surprised her. They were worse than she thought. Like that? <laughs> what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Did he get eaten like that? Like that? Like that? (laughs) 
<laughs> shame. Together, Kenny. Shame, shame upon you. your household. Seriously. Man, I'll tell you, I'm glad we don't have gators here. Or do we? I don't know. Been to the zoo lately? <laughs> Are they on the loose? 801-424-DISH, call now. I can't think of a worse way to go. Our friend Ryan from the Dish Professionals. Because they roll, you know. They grab you, they chomp on you, and then they roll, and you're all flying around and whatnot. That's enough, Gordon. That's enough. Uh, Ryan, I just got back from (laughs) the beach. And I got to tell you, one feature that I used on my trip consistently and listen with kids, the Dish Anywhere app. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, this is a uh, a cool thing, and it's different than any other provider out there because it uh, the app links back to your receiver. So, uh, uh, what Dish's idea was like, well, let's give you everything you can have at home, and the best way to do that is um, you have to have internet at your house. But when you connect to the app, it connects back to your hopper, so you get the DVR recordings, you get your local cha- channels, um, and. Uh, then also they added it as the app on the Amazon Fire Stick, and I've used this. I don't know if you've used that. We take it. You can plug a Fire oh, Stick awesome. into a TV in a hotel room, wherever you're at, and have all your local news, your DVR, all your games, Pac-12 Network. If you go to the East Coast or something like that, you're not going to be able to get that channel. Ryan, I've been hearing you talk about this stuff for the better part of 20 years, and the technology just keeps getting better and better and better. Doesn't it? It does. I mean, it's it's very very impressive. Yeah, and they, you know, and Dish has continued to update. You know, uh, we're due for something. I, I it seems like every six months, you know, they add something new, and so we're due for something new to get added. I had a uh, another customer with the other satellite provider came in and and I was asking. He goes, "Was this the latest and greatest?" And I was like, "Well." The receiver's been around for a while, but they it's it's a software. It's, so they just update it. They add like the doorbell. Now you ring the doorbell, it appears on your TV, and they just start adding things. The t- the receiver. We talked about this. It, it, it like you're up at one o'clock in the morning, your receiver goes to sleep on you because it's doing its update every night, and it's just dish making it smarter, making it better. Which is so cool, by the way, because uh, other folks aren't necessarily doing that. But it's perfect for the sports fan because they'd have so many different things. Like if you travel a lot during the jazz season, you don't want to miss jazz mm-hmm. games. The, the Dish Anywhere app is, is built for you. If you want to oh, watch yeah. multiple college football games, you know, the, the, the sports bar mode is, is made for you. I mean, there's so many cool ways for sports fans in particular to enjoy it. I know Scotty specifically, he held off. For a little while because he was holding on to the Sunday ticket part. And uh, he uh, finally went, okay, I'm going to make the switch. And uh, with, you know, his coverage of Utah State and everything, he just was like, wow, this is so nice. Difference maker. Oh, yeah. He's so much better. You know, just in a personal conversation we had, it's like I've really kicked myself that I didn't switch earlier and and get the upgrade. And today's the day. Yep, it is. 801-424-DISH. 801-424-DISH. 100 bucks back for signing up during the show. Yep. And the drawing is this week yeah. so they could have an extra thousand dollars yeah so this is real deal that you you have to call right now uh, if you're driving down the road pull over call us if you say i'll call a little bit you'll probably forget call us now um you don't have to be installed necessarily uh next day or two if you'd like but um you get the hundred dollars cash back you get entered to the drawing doing a thousand We'll do the two-year promotion with Dish, which is the Price is Guaranteed movie channels. You get a Google Wi-Fi router um, free. Uh, you get the NFL Red Zone, which is truly awesome. the coolest channel ever. 
you get that free for the season and uh you know you get the best price guaranteed with us 801-424 dish call now 801-424 dish thanks ryan thank you more next 97.5 and 1280 the zone now let's get this party started this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. James Empey anchoring that offensive line for BYU. Jaron Hall's named the starter. You've been around him the last several years. How excited are you to see him get another opportunity to be the guy at BYU? And what can we expect from him week one? Oh, I'm 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 super excited for him, and I'm I'm proud of the way our quarterback room competed this fall camp. Um, super excited for Jaron. He has a lot of poise, a lot of swagger, and he comes into the offense kind knowing what to do and where everybody's supposed to be. And, you know, I'm excited to see him as he keeps going, you know, this season and, and as we get rolling. But excited about him. I think he does a lot of good things, and, and we're pumped about it. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.